0: Badu ba do ba badu ah ba ba If you are having trouble with your high school head, he's giving you the blues. You wanna graduate but not in Brandon. Let's go back to where it all began.
1: Where where what all began?
0: Where I began in nineteen, nineteen, nineteen
1: ninety five. Ah, uh, there was Bruce Springsteen, Nirvana.
0: And oh, wait, it's way
1: was way before Nirvana. No, okay, so well, there was Nirvana. Well, right, right, right. Springsteen,
0: no. Nirvana, Madonna, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, what else happened in nineteen ninety five?
1: There, there was. That's it, just those three th- few things. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Wow.
0: Whoa.
1: What a time to be alive. Segoi. Um, yeah. What's it? What are we doing here, Donna?
0: Well, um, we're back from our short month of shorts, and uh, and we're wearing shorts because it's hot.
1: It's true because we're in Bangkok, Thailand.
0: We did it. We made it, you guys. We
1: did the dang thing. I. I if you listened to last month's episode and had to put up with me getting the titles of movies wrong and fumbling for my words by myself, then you are aware that Donna and I have moved to the other side of the planet from our home in the wonderful state of Oklahoma in the United States, and are now in the capital city of Thailand. That's Bangkok. Tis. So um, if anything sounds different or strange... That's weird because we still have the same equipment that we had, and <laughs> we're still the same people, so that should not be the case. So this should sound as it always has, but uh, we are finally able to put the pieces back together of our equipment and have uh, settled in enough for the moment to plop ourselves down here on a couch and are are recording again for the first episode of the month of March.
0: And fittingly, we're going to talk about a movie that we watched for free on the plane on the way over. Yeah. Yes. We,
1: if you have not traveled internationally, or at least not in a while, uh, they typically provide free films, so that's pretty clutch. Um, kind of thought we would maybe watch more than just one, but not going to lie to you, that was all I had in me was just the one, one film for the whole time.
0: Yeah, it turns out, also, that it's really hard to watch a film and calm down a cat who wants to...
1: Not be on a plane?
0: Yeah, who just wants to meow until you pet her. Because that's what she does anyway, but especially on a plane, I guess. Yeah. Good yeah,
1: stuff. Yeah, listen to the Okie Okie show if you want to hear us talk in depth about what it was like to uh, travel with these two uh, hellions. Uh, with us... <laughs> But Donna, what movie did we watch this month?
0: We watched *Before Sunrise*, a 1995 film. Um, it was
1: directed by Richard Linklater.
0: That. and
1: Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy.
0: Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays Jesse, and uh, Julie Delpy plays Celine. Delpy. Delpy. The Leppy. I can pronounce it however I do, please. It's Delpy, And uh, we're going to spoil this, so if you would like to watch this 1995 film, it is apparently a lot of people's, like, they really, really really enjoy this movie, speak highly of it. Um, And so uh, if it is your thing or you have any interest in it, it is the first in a trilogy. I don't think we're going to, at least not initially, watch parts two and three. Uh, But maybe later down the road we will. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If we do, well, I'm sure we'll talk about them, but we are going to spoil this. So um, just get Spoiler! ready. Uh, Donna, do you want to go ahead and kick things off and uh, tell us about Before Sunrise?
0: Okay. So Jesse and Celine are both on a train. They're in Europe and they're uh, heading to Vienna. Yes. And um, Jesse is getting off in Vienna to uh, catch a flight back to America. And Celine, I believe, is heading to France. I believe so. To Paris, um, and they they end up sitting next to each other when Celine moves to avoid an obnoxious fighting couple. Is that what they're doing? Yes. Yeah. And uh, Jesse and Celine strike up a conversation, and um, Jesse goes to get off at a stop, and then kind of makes a last minute decision to invites Celine to get off with him so that um, they can have a day together
1: yeah just as a kind of a random spur of the moment like hey what if you what if instead of listening to your intuition and not uh, going on an impromptu kind of date with a stranger you instead uh, threw inhibition to the wind and uh, decided to spend the evening with with a stranger and that's what they do uh, they get off in Vienna and begin kind of exploring the city that neither of them are at all too familiar with and um, begin to have these lengthy conversations about love and relationships and their lives and lives in general. Um, they are invited to a play that they never end up attending. They just kind of walk around. They
0: Yeah, like a lot of the touristy things you might do just aren't really in their grasp because neither of them were planning to like just... I don't know. So they just end up talking. Like that's they don't have a lot of money and they don't. It, yeah, it's they also they didn't plan this.
1: It's also overnight, so a lot of stuff is already closed. They aren't able to do a lot, but they they kind of slowly form this connection um, in the midst of their conversations. At one point, they um, have their fortunes read by a palm reader. They have a poem written for them by a, um, an individual on the street who is asking for change in exchange for poems. They bargain with a bartender to get some wine glasses and some wine. Uh, What else? I can't remember anything else that they do.
0: I legitimately don't remember because I wasn't watching because I was soothing a cat. But did they have sex? I think they did, right?
1: I believe that... There was was,
0: some back and forth about whether or not they should.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they do ultimately make the decision that basically tonight is the only night. They're they, they are not going to try and meet back up or anything along those lines, and then they do decide to do that. It was also very kind of unclear as to whether or not they would do that or not.
0: Yeah, like at the very end when uh, they're about to part ways and Celine's about to board the train to head to Paris and uh, Jesse's gonna go catch his flight, um, they decide actually that they like each other a lot and they're going to meet back in gotcha. the same spot in one year, 10 six years, months. 6 months. I think it was just 6 I, months. Oh, that's what it was. It was funny. It started as like in a year. No, 6 months. Like I can't wait that long. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then it and then it got down to 6 months. And that's where the film ends. They also, I mean they go to a bar and play pinball at one point. Um I don't know, they just do a handful of stuff that was before they parted ways obviously. Um but yeah, and the chemistry is so good. I I say that in that voice. That was what I've been told about this movie, or had heard at all was that it is an undeniable chemistry between these two actors that is very beautiful and real. And um, I don't know, Donna, what do you think of this movie?
0: Um, I feel like my stance on it is tainted because I was not giving it my full attention. Because I didn't, I didn't get that chemistry. I didn't, I don't know if I didn't follow their conversations entirely or if they just weren't novel enough to me to be worth, you know, like it was like they were having all these discussions, deep discussions about life and love and whether people can spend a whole life together. And it's just like, I've heard it before. Um... What about you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel, um, I think you did pay more attention to it than you thought you did. Like, I, I don't think you should knock your credit that way. Um, I, I really, I felt like I was able to follow it, but it just wasn't, I don't know. I can see what people are talking about. It just didn't actually, it still felt like two actors playing off of each other. It didn't feel like real people. I don't know. I didn't feel like actually that's how people tend to talk. Um, Which is not to say that people don't have conversations like that. It's just they felt more along the lines of almost like butting heads than having chemistry. And I guess that that is chemistry to some people. It's just, I don't know. I didn't maybe, I, I, I think maybe mine was not tainted by like a distraction or anything, but by just the the circumstances around having to watch the film um just not uh not what i was what i was hoping for maybe it was also very hyped up i I don't know
0: yeah i guess that's it is when you're when you're told consistently that this film has these characters have such great chemistry and then you watch it and they're like consistently disagreeing and arguing and not reaching consensus like I don't know. Then it's kind of like, wait, where's the chemistry? And like, it is there, but sure. it's also, it's not a typical kind of romantic relationship. They're, they feel more like friends, I guess. I don't know, or it's hard to describe their relationship.
1: I think the thing for me too is like, it always kind of felt like Ethan Hawke's character was only interested in sex like I don't know I didn't I couldn't d- detach him from wanting there to be that kind of a relationship in it yeah and I don't know that's just that kind of that just kind of tainted it like it like for all their disagreements and back and forths about life for them not to land on a consensus and her to be like no we're not gonna have sex and then they do or if they don't and it was just kind of unclear and then they're inseparable. I don't know.
0: Well, and it's also like he's he's kind of a baby sometimes. Yeah, like he's he's really he's kind of throwing a tantrum on and off for the whole film because he got broken up with. Like he's right. he's in Europe to because he was with his girlfriend, or like there was a long distance relationship, but they just broke up, and he's really upset. And so he just is so cynical about love and life and how it can never work. And Celine's like so much more mature and worldly. And it's, they they just seem like they're on completely different planes. And I don't necessarily get where they meet.
1: Yeah, that's very much, yeah. Like the, 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 that's, that's pretty much it. That's the, like, I couldn't say it better myself. Is that, yeah. He seems. Because I like Ethan Hawke as an actor. I think he does really well. And I think he even did well in this. Like, it didn't seem as though he was acting poorly by any means. It's just that he's playing a character that's, yeah, just kind of bemoaning his situation. And, and he, you know, he surprised his girlfriend by showing up in when she was traveling abroad. And, like, she was abroad traveling abroad. And, like, <laughs> but, but, but it's... I don't know. It's just like, yeah, maybe she was okay with that distance at the time and you showing up and injecting you in her narrative of a life, making it become your narrative. Yeah. That probably didn't go over super well. Like to me, that's what happened in his previous relationship. He was like, Oh, you're going to go off and have your own adventure without me. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be making myself a part of that too and not tell you and just show up and surprise you.
0: Like And then be upset when you don't see that as a romantic gesture because that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the end it's just weird because he's very self-centered. Like anytime they're approached by someone like the guy who wants to write a poem for change or the palm reader, he wants to shut them off. He's like, "No, like this yeah. is my night with my girl for a night and like don't know like get out of our situation and she's like they're fine like they're people this could be fun like we have all night like what are you gonna do
1: right well and yeah like because he's like the with the poet he's like yeah but you know he's pretty much got that locked in the chamber already like, like
0: he's probably just telling the same poem and switching a few things
1: and it's like I do I bet you're so much fun at parties like <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's just kind of a cynic and a buzzkill and kind of self-centered. And uh, it just feels like Celine's very much the opposite. Like, she's bright and bubbly and welcoming and more optimistic.
1: And uh, apparently you and I are the only people that think this way. I was looking through the Letterbox reviews, and um, of the first three pages, first 50 to 100 reviews, they were all four- and five-star reviews glowing and talking about the chemistry Chemistry—it's so good.
0: Um, I mean, uh, to each their own. But I guess in the end, we're not the ones that are experts in chemistry.
1: That's true. We're a bit more biology.
0: We're experts in frugality.
1: Fr- frugologists. We're frugologists. Um. We have, I guess that would be like an economist would be. <laughs> uh, fr- uh,
0: fr- uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that felt like such a Beavis and up moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, maybe we can find a
0: degree in the clearance aisle. Huzzah. I have a degree now.
1: Hooray. I still don't. It's um, a
0: certificate in bullshit. We're back.
1: Aha, but was this film bullshit or was it frugal? Hmm. I would say I think a lot of it, I mean, very frugal aspects of it, right? Where we've got, you know, these two who are really kind of penny pinching and making sure that they don't spend a lot of funds and just kind of walking around and enjoying the city as an entity unto itself rather than attempting to go out and do the big attractions. I mean, that's, that in itself is pretty frugal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. Um, whenever they have their little picnic, um, they, they stole a bottle of wine and a couple of wine glasses. So that's, while not necessarily the most moral thing to do, it's frugal.
1: He says he's going to mail him the change for the bottle of wine, too.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he does. Probably I will, not, I would guess.
1: Maybe you have to watch the other films to figure that out. Mm. Um, I will say, if you have a ticket, and then you just... I, I assume she had to buy another ticket and to, for another train ticket to get back home, Right.
0: Or maybe it's one of those things that because she didn't reach all the way to her destination, she can just hop on the next one and it's okay.
1: That has never been a thing that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah. But trains are different. I feel like trains are normally like you get, you pay for the number of stops you go basically. Right. Like, no, no? you think she's going to have to find you. I know So that's not the, frugal. This is
1: a pre nine 11 train. Sure. But I'm pretty sure you have to.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, Either way, she, she also is postponing her plans. She was supposed to be in Paris already the next day so that she could get lunch with her friend. And so, you know, a lot of this is, I think, conducive to not frugal. It's
1: very true, very true. I, I think, too, I mean, I think playing pinball, while very fun, not a frugal thing to do, I think. I think all in all, I think, you know, you're losing your quarters just to bat a ball around, you can do that for free. I get you a ball.
0: <laughs> Although they did stay up all night so they wouldn't have to buy lodgings, and I'd say that's frugal.
1: That is really frugal. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I I think I think all in all, yeah, their spendings they spent a little bit here and there, you know, they spent on the palm reader and they gave some change to the the poet and and the like. So a little bit of money, but Oh, they also had dinner, but I think all in all that's frugal. Like they they were frugal there in spending. Mhm. Um, I think Ethan Hawke's character though, I mean, he he was he could have just flown back home after having this breakup with him and his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, and, why didn't he just fly from where he was?
1: Um, because he wanted to to explore and look around Europe, and I mean, that's that's not frugal. Don't travel.
0: Well, I'd say what's especially not frugal because I feel like in general traveling by train is a much cheaper way to go. Sure. Right. But but he's not really getting anything out of this. Like there's no purpose to extend his trip by staying on the train and visiting more places clearly because he's not Getting any cultural touch points? He's not even looking out the window, right? Like he's reading or something. I don't know. Some
1: something, something
0: stupid like reading like reading a book, reading a book whatever. No, I mean, I guess to the point of him being like kind of self centered and unworldly. Like he's not even gaining anything from his travels. Like the only person he has opened himself up to to culturally expand is Celine
1: a lady he would like to sleep with.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's the
1: other thing is he just, he's like, I don't know. I think the thing that's frustrating about this is a love story is like, he just had a major breakup. And so it really kind of feels like he's just like latching on to the first person he sees after that, you know? Mm -hmm. Back to my opinion on the film.
0: Although I will say trains are always extremely romantic to me. I think chance meetings on a train is like, in the top 10 of like meet cutes.
1: No, I completely agree. Any kind of situation where you aren't able to like physically remove yourself from the situation. So the person, so you
0: can't escape. Yeah.
1: it's like super romantic. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. No, that is cute. And it is a cute meat. And it's like, the concept is really cute. Like that's sweet. Like what if you, you know, just two people who are just like, wow, I, I like your vibe. I like your vibe too. Let's see if we hit it off. Oh my God, we hit it off. Cute. That's really cute.
0: I guess that's really the thing. Is I got like, until they got off the train, I was with them as a couple. I was like, oh, it's happening. Like they both like to read. They're having intellectual discussions about their books.
1: So your your horniness stops the second the you're second take get off the
0: train, and then, just, then I'm like, I'm out. I'm yeah. not with it. And then they're like walking. <laughs> and you're like,
1: this is bullshit. These two shouldn't be. Well,
0: good. they just they start becoming such clearly different people anyway
1: also didn't go to that play I don't I really wanted them to go to the play it sounded super interesting
0: I'd say that's also not frugal like they got a flyer for a free play yeah that was only gonna be that night I think like talk about fate you know like we just happened to decide to stop here and the only thing that's available to do is this play
1: but there was so engrossed in their conversations that they uh, couldn't stop talking again
0: with Jesse choosing getting laid over getting culturally exposed.
1: Yeah. Then they could have talked about the play and yeah. Um, I didn't really find much dirty trivia on this one, but I did find thirsty Trivia. No, yeah, it was largely, I guess like kind of improv based a lot of the script. It was only written in like 11 days. The script, um, and a lot of it was improv- improvised by um, Ethan Hawke and, and uh, Julie Delpy, um, and uh, they were not given writing credits uh, for this, which um, mm-hmm. Julie uh, Delpy was went on to kind of say that she was a little frustrated with. Um, they did, however, get the nomination or the 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 the, um, the credit for the next two films where they were nominated for Oscars for those. So good for them, but they didn't nominate, didn't credit them for it in the initial release of this. Um, So.
0: So far, just to take a reading here, are we leaning more towards frugal or not frugal? I think,
1: unfortunately, I think it is frugal. I think that their evening spent, you know, all in all was spent in frugality. And I think that the evening itself was the the main course meal of this, this film.
0: Can I tell you something that I think will solidify its frugality? Yeah. So, and also slightly be a cross promotion for us, which is frugal. Um, so 2D or not 2D that Brandon and Nikki do as a podcast, watched Waking Life, mm-hmm for um their february 25th episode oh yeah and out, um
1: that's already out that came out last yeah Friday. so it just
0: came out and that's by the same director right
1: yes richard linklater
0: and he also uses ethan Hawke in that film to say actually a very similar kind of a monologue about life yeah and julie Depley. is that them both in bed yep. in that one which one that came out afterwards right so yeah. it, that that'd be a thing where like if you watched uh before sunrise you'd be like hey it's them yeah um anyway i guess the point is just that he kind of got a double whammy out of these two actors slash characters um and their ideas so i think that's frugal like it, he would have known that it worked and so he recycled it It's true. Obviously, that's not within this film. But then that, I think, ties into the whole writing credit thing where it's like, um, you know, good artists create, great artists steal, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and also, you know, that conversation that they have specifically is on the argument against reincarnation because there are constantly more people in the world. So are there more souls being added? And that's kind of the question that Ethan Hawke raises. Um, And I would like to also note that this director, Richard Linklater, uh, another one of his films is the film School of Rock.
0: Um, Are you for real? Yeah. I love that movie. I know. It's, Dang it.
1: It's very interesting. He also did Boyhood. Really? Yeah.
0: I think he got better over time.
1: Well, maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be in that order. Apparently, he also did Days in Confused, which is one we have not seen, but that's mm. supposed to be very good. So I think it's frugal though, and then I think we're we're landing on the fact that it's frugal and um, you know, if this had to walk or to crawl in order for school of rock to run, then <laughs> so be it.
0: It's really weird to put those two movies in the same category. Very strange, very strange.
1: Before sunrise, watch it. maybe we'll come back and watch uh, the other two films. What are they like? After- Before
0: sunset, after dark. And
1: no, I don't. Uh, Before Sunset is the next one.
0: Oh, Before Midnight. And then Before Midnight
1: is the the final in the trilogy.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, maybe we should just um, come back in like six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and watch the next one.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and these films are pretty spaced out in time. Like this one, like Donna had mentioned at the top was-
0: 19,
1: 19, 1995. And then let's see- um, before sunset came out in two thousand and four, so almost ten years later, and then the final one came out. I want to say it was two thousand and
0: thirteen. Wow, look at me! Uh, do you think that that one came out? Um, you know how they do like a release that's like um, that that Friday so early in the morning that it's barely Friday. But instead of doing it at midnight, do you think they did it before? <laughs> before midnight? <laughs> do, you, do you think? Do you think?
1: Yeah, probably in some theaters, yeah.
0: All right, hey, folks. Are you proud of that one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can
1: tell, I can tell. No,
0: I'm actually <laughs> really ashamed of it, which is why I'm so proud. Oh, okay, yeah. well, you wanna thank, <laughs>
1: shame some people?
0: Yes, um, first, thank you so much for listening. You should probably be ashamed. No, just kidding, you shouldn't. Wow. You should be very glad and proud that you support the silly podcast. And I also wanna thank Sarah Anastasia, whose art we use as our thumbnail. And I'd like to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds that you hear at the intro and outro and sometimes the midro of our show. And um, I'd also like to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. Who do you want to thank?
1: Well, I want to take a second to not... Well, I want to thank you, Donna. And then I want to thank... Uh not think. I want to call out iTunes. Why why do you why do you say we update our podcast bi-weekly? This is not a bi-weekly podcast. Shame on you, bargained in. Not bargained in. iTunes. Damn it. Um why, why are you saying we're updated bi-weekly? We come out with episodes every Wednesday, so don't uh, how
0: rude. How
1: rude. I want to thank our bargainer. <gasps> Jack3245.
0: Thanks, Jack.
1: Did you forget that Jack was our bargainer?
0: No, I just saw the title, The Duo of the Decade, and I got excited all over again. That's very exciting.
1: Jack was the last person to leave us a review um, on the iTunes podcast. You can become our bargainer if you leave us a review there or leave us a review elsewhere and let us know. Send us an email to thebargainedincast at gmail.com or reach us on social media at thebargainedin.com. Let us know about it.
0: Apparently, you can leave ratings on Spotify now, so... Maybe do that. Come at us. I don't know.
1: Let us know. Donna, this has been a very fun four years into this podcast. I appreciate you doing it, and I'm glad to be back in the saddle with you.
0: Rock and roll.
1: All right. (laughs) We'll be back next Wednesday. My name is Brandon.
0: My name is Donna.
1: Pinch those pennies.
0: And stay frugal.
1: Pineapples.
0: Like to spend money at the bottom of their
1: pockets
0: when they don't have convenient, convenient
1: wallets uh, available. <laughs>
0: But you ain't got the guts She keeps nagging at you not